right now. Today is the day that you choose to change the rest of your life. It is time to turn your setback into the greatest comeback story ever told. And nobody is more capable than you. This is the Ranting Weight Watcher Podcast, the future number one weight loss podcast in the world. I am your host, Donato Russo. I hope you enjoy the show today. If this is your first time here and you enjoy the show, please subscribe and spread the word of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast wherever you are and to whomever will listen. If you'd like to connect on social media or wherever else, check out my Linktree page, Linktree forward slash the Ranting Weight Watcher. Let's connect today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 146 of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast. If this is your first time here, welcome to the show. I hope you enjoy it. If you do, please consider subscribing to the show. And also, if you have an app that you're using that allows you to rate the show, it will help the algorithm. If you give a four-star or five-star rating, anybody looking for a weight loss-related podcast will help find me easier if you give it a rating. And most of all, anything you can do to spread the word of the Ranting Weight Watcher. If I have done anything to help you whatsoever on your podcast, spread the word. Because listen, nobody sends people to a new restaurant like the people that have already eaten there. So if you love this show, you will send more people to this show than I can ever send to myself. Please consider supporting the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast. Well, got lots to talk about. Let's get into this. Journey updates. Well, I am up this week. As I suspected, I swear every time I have a large loss, it's followed by a gain. I am up 2.4 pounds this week. Total loss for the month of June is 4.2 pounds. Total loss since January 2019 is 163.4 pounds. Total pounds remaining to get to 175-pound milestone, 11.6 pounds. Total pounds remaining to get to the 200-pound milestone, 36.6 pounds. Now, I've been receiving a number of messages and emails and stuff like that about uh, my skin condition and people wondering how I'm doing. So I did have a follow-up appointment recently, and we decided in that follow-up appointment to start a second round of steroids. So the first round of steroids went four weeks long. The second round of steroids is going to go six weeks now. In the middle of that, so kind of four weeks in, I have another follow-up. So the last two weeks may or may not be needed, but there are six weeks of steroids additionally scheduled here. And um, we are making progress, though. So I'm, I'm the first four weeks, I didn't see much progress. And it was very painful. I was very frustrating. 
very aggravating, the whole process. But here I am now. I'm in the second week of the second uh, regiment of steroids. On my leg, there are three wounds. The two bottom wounds are now completely closed and no longer need bandages, which I am so happy about. And there's one on the back of my leg too that was really giving me trouble. Whenever I would lay on my back on like in bed, it was reacting to the sheets. There was a burning sensation and stuff, but that one has completely healed as well. There's one bigger wound. It was the biggest of them all on my leg that remains. And it has greatly improved as well. I am very happy with the progress so far. I just pray that by the end of this regiment, they're all closed because they have some things planned that I'm not really okay with. They involve injections that I have to give myself with a drug that wasn't necessarily designed for my condition, but they're trying to prove that it'll work for both conditions. And you know what? I don't want to sit here and sticking myself with syringes. I want the skin to calm down. I want the wounds to heal. And I want to seek nutritional methods to make sure this doesn't happen again. Because the way they all talk, there's no getting rid of this. But there is causing it to go into remission so that it it doesn't flare up. So that's my goal. I just want it to calm down enough so that everything heals and then I can work on keeping everything in remission. That's the goal. I don't want to mess with any injections in myself. It's, I, I, I just don't like the idea at all. So we're in th- week three of phase two. Again, one fail and four successes for the five-day work week. <clears throat> that Wednesday is pro- it proved a, a pretty hard task here. Because it's the only day of the week where dinner has a carb-related side. And that's what makes it so difficult. So I have a plan for this week now because Wednesday is tomorrow. Rather, I realized that the wrap I was using for my eggs in the morning was still 16 grams of carbs. And I was literally only over by... Four or five grams of carbs. I'll go over the averages in a minute, but I was I was so close on Wednesdays, and every other day I was doing well. They have that brand of wrap. They're really street tacos, and it's a flour tortilla. It's a low carb, and it's called La Banderita. And two of those street tacos is less carbs than the one wrap I was using to make my egg wrap in the morning. So this morning was the first time I tried it out. I I split my egg into onto two La Banderita street taco tortillas, and it worked out. And so tomorrow when I implement it, it should make it so that I'm under 200 for the first time on a Wednesday since phase two began. And if we can keep that up, For the rest of phase two, then we'll go into phase three and we'll have to learn 
what what to cut next because the the end goal here is to average at 144 grams per day. That's according to the book that I read. I want to be at 144 grams per day of carbs. So we'll we'll take as long as we need. That's the big thing here. I'm not in any rush because if I if I mess things up, it'll just make it take longer. You know what I mean? So taking it step by step, we'll get there. So week 11 calorie average is 2,310 calories per day. The goal is 2,300. Week 11 protein average is 244 grams per day. The goal is 229. I'm always okay being over on protein. Week 11 carb average, 203 grams per day. The phase two goal was 199. The final goal is 144. Week 11 fat average is 68 grams per day. I got to figure out how to get that up. That one's proven a little difficult for me. I'll figure it out eventually. Maybe we'll get there for um, we'll get there for phase three when I have to start switching out some carbs again. Maybe I'll try to find a way to get additional fat in. The average goal for fat is going to be ninety grams per day. So we'll get there. I I have no doubt in my mind. Eventually. So after last week's episode. There are a number of times I struggle in the journey. But sometimes I lose my mind a little bit. And I start to think irrationally. And usually, when I start to think like this, I, it's because I'm approaching a goal. I start to get really irrational when I get close to goals. And last week's weigh-in really put me in a state mentally that see so what really happens here is when i approach the goal so in this case the next milestone goal is 175 right so and when i stepped on the scale last week i was nine pounds away a little over nine pounds and when i stepped on that scale it's like the light goes off i'm less than 10 pounds i'm single digits away from this goal so suddenly the irrational version of me that sits in my brain wants to give up everything for the sake of achieving the milestone. When I started this off, I actually did this often. I think the last time I did this was the 125 milestone, and I finally learned my lesson. Because it just wasn't worth doing something that was definitely unsustainable just to achieve the milestone, have the celebration, only to go back to the way I was eating prior to giving it all up for the sake of the milestone, and then gaining a bunch back and having to relose it anyway. It has taken a tremendous effort to tame that irrational thinker in me. 
this week, particularly. The light bulb went on, and I was ready. It was like, all I wanted to do was achieve it. And it took everything in me to stay the course, make zero changes. There was a time where I was making changes almost every week. It was during this time period in the journey that I was starting to learn how valuable consistency actually is. It took everything in me to stay consistent this week and make no changes just for the sake of achieving milestones. It's probably the one thing I struggle with on a consistent basis. Whenever something that it, it takes true effort for me to avoid is when I'm approaching a milestone and to make drastic changes or to, to stop myself from making drastic changes, it takes every bit of effort in me. If I did everything to drop nine more pounds and I drop it, then I go back to the way it was when before I dropped the nine pounds, I'm just going to gain the nine pounds back. Simple as that. Part of the journey is learning what is good about you and what is bad about you. And that's kind of where I want to talk about today. On April 10th, I began a journey. That journey was to figure out what I needed to change in what I was eating so that I can continue progress because I had realized that for basically almost a year at that point, I had not made much progress. I decided to use macros to get a real analysis of what was going in my body and to use those numbers to make decisions on what needed to change. I also read a book during that time period about how macros work, what and and the the premise of the book teaches everyone that every single person is one of three body types. And within that body type, you are a certain macro type. There are three macros. There are proteins, there are carbohydrates, and there are fats. One of those three macros, every single person on this planet is dominant in. Which means if... You're someone who is protein dominant, like I turned out to be. You want to make sure the majority of your food intake is protein in order to give the body what it needs. If you are fat dominant, it's something like the keto lifestyle was kind of invented for people like you. If you are fat dominant, you want something, you have to eat more things that are dominant in fat to give your body what it needs. And there are very few, there's a very small population who are carb dominant. 
And those people need to make sure the majority of their food is carbs. Those people that are carb dominant, <laughs> they seem to be a unicorn, but they're out there. The majority of them are already athletic. <laughs> and that's the one thing I'm learning. The more athletic naturally someone is without having to work at it, the more carb dominant that individual is. But anyway, that's why I'm working toward these numbers because the book gave me a guideline to aim for, for me to work toward those numbers and then make adjustments, you know, because these, these apps I'm looking at, every single food item now applies to three macros. In your head, you're not really understanding that everything you eat might have a little bit of each thing in it. You forget that part, you know what I mean? But you don't realize how many of each macro you're taking in until you're tracking each macro. So I used those numbers in order to expose what I was eating so much of. I found out in that case where I believed myself to be living a high-protein, low-carb lifestyle, when I used macros to expose the food I was eating, I found out I was eating a high-protein, high-carb lifestyle. So I was doing high on both. At this point, I had to make some decisions because I was low on fat, according to where the book said I should try to be. We're going to take a break. Don't go anywhere. I now present to you the Ranting Weight Watcher Accountability Creed. If you choose this day to say this creed, you are accountable to me, the author. You are also accountable to all of those before you who have taken the creed and all of those after you who will take the creed. But most of all, you are accountable to yourself. Now recite with me the accountability creed. Nothing can stand in my way because I choose to be unstoppable. My challenges crumble in my presence because I choose strength when I am weak. My insecurities have no power over my life because I choose confidence in the face of fear. I own every last one of my mistakes because I choose growth over mediocrity. The mirror and the scale are powerless because I move forward in spite of the result. Circumstances are not obstacles because I see solutions instead of problems. The demons of my past can no longer torment me because I choose to renew my mind daily. All things are possible as long as I believe because if God is for me, who can be against me? This is the creed I declare each day. It is about what I do, not what I say. I will learn the work that needs to be done. I will never stop even when I've won. I will work consistently 
no matter the cost. I refuse to believe that all hope is lost. I will work when I want to. I will work when I don't. I will work when they are cheering. I will work when they won't. I will work when it's easy. I will work when it's hard. The atonements that I've made are made with no regard. I will work when it's cold. I will work when it's hot. Because choices have consequences, justified or not. When I think I know it all, I will start back at one. Because regardless of what I think, the work is never done. And from this moment forward, when times are tough, I choose to believe that I am enough. And we are back. Thanks for sticking with me. And there thus began my quest to incrementally reduce carbs and increase fat in the process. I, I looked back, I was, re, I was reflecting, kind of like how I'm doing today. And I found the day that I hit the 150-pound milestone. And that day was June 11th, 2022. It was almost a year. I didn't make, I almost didn't make any progress whatsoever. And I made all of my choices based on macros because of that. Well, June 11th, 2023 came and went. So I just decided to look and see from the time I hit the 150 milestone to the exactly one year later, where was I at? On the day, June 11, 2022, when I weighed in that morning and I got the 150-pound milestone, I was 245.4 pounds. Exactly a year later, I step on the scale, 240.4 pounds. So a year post-milestone, I only lost five pounds in a year. <sighs> Last week, I mentioned living in the moment and how it's very much a going trend in this world. Oh, be in the present, be in the moment. Just enjoy the current situation. And I tried to express the importance of always making sure you have an eye on the big picture. Because if you lose sight of the big picture, you're liable to fall victim to making choices that bring short-term gratification but cause catastrophe over long periods of time. 
This year that I just brought up to you, from June 11th, 2022 to June 10th, 2023, this year is one year in my journey that would be a perfect example of why it is important to keep your eye on the big goal and not lose sight of it. I became comfortable. That 150-pound milestone was was a great accomplishment. And it became very evident when you could see almost a year worth of work that I was making zero progress. I am someone who must see the truth in what has happened. There are many people who would hear me talk about myself and think I'm beating myself up. I am not beating myself up if I'm stating facts. There's a thin line here. We live in this world where people are so regularly comparing themselves to other people. So when someone who... If you look, if you're sitting there and you're one of those people that actively compares yourself to other people and you see someone has achieved so much more than you and they are facing the truth of what they've done, so many times it will cause you to reflect, well, if they think they failed, what have I done? It causes that thinking. Nobody likes thinking like that. So right away, you try to comfort the person and talk them out of what they're feeling. Because it's not about that. It's, it's listen, just move forward. Just move forward. But the problem is, when we just move forward, there is no lesson. When you try to forget what has happened and try to also forget the reason it has happened, the lesson isn't learned, and at some point, you will repeat it. And as long as you don't acknowledge it, at some point, you will repeat the process over and over and over again. I have to see the truth in that year. I am approaching four and a half years. I mentioned that last week as well. This year... In my mind, it will be a tarnished year because I lost sight of the big goal. Now, did I eventually see it? Yes, I eventually saw it. Thank God. I saw it and I implemented a plan right away. And thus came the reading of the book, Unlock Your Macrotype by Christine Horonic and then using macros to expose what I was eating, to know really and truly what was going in my mouth. It's not, at some point, it's not just about points anymore. I need you to know that. When you achieve certain levels, for everybody it's going to be a different level, 
because everybody has a different amount of weight to lose. And I have spoken before about how the closer you get to where you're going, the harder it's going to get. At some point, you may find that you might need to do the same thing just to see. Because just because it pleases your tongue when you're putting it in your mouth, it doesn't mean your body needs it. And if we are ever... See, the one thing I've learned about the human body is sometimes people are doing everything right and they're staying within points and all that stuff. But because they never once thought what does my body need versus what do I want to eat? They give it whatever they feel is a good is good because they like it. In the end, when they step on that scale each week, the scale doesn't move. Because in the process of it, if the body doesn't receive what it needs, it won't give you the result you're looking for. Because at any given moment, your car could need oil, gas, or a battery to run. Okay? If you need gas and you give it oil, doesn't mean the car will run. If you need a new battery and you give it gas, doesn't mean the car will run. Your body is an engine. It runs for you constantly. You're sitting on the couch. Even just sitting on the couch, it needs fuel. A car parked in the driveway running needs fuel. You sitting on the couch watching TV still needs fuel. Do you need as much fuel as somebody who doesn't sit on the couch all day? Absolutely not. But you need fuel, period. And everybody needs a certain amount of fuel and a certain kind of fuel every day. Now, if you give more of one and not the other, it's going in your mouth and it's going in your belly and it's making you full and it's making you happy. But if it's not what your body needs, what is your body doing with it? If you need protein and you're giving an abundance of carbohydrates, your body's like, well, We need this, but we don't need this. Let's just store this in case there's a day where we need it. So then your body actually starts to store carbohydrates as fat because that was the choice you made. But this is why I used the macros to expose what I was putting in my mouth and then to make educated choices as to which items to eliminate which items to exchange and which items to change altogether based on what the book said. That was the lesson learned for the year. And thank God I learned it. Thank God I learned it before the year was up. Because if I had, let's say I did not even experiment with macros. Let's say the last eight weeks hasn't happened. And I stepped, I stepped on that scale June 10th, 2023. Exactly one year after 
the 150-pound milestone. And I only lost five pounds, I would have been pretty pissed. Instead, I had realized it ahead of time. I implemented a plan. So it wasn't the aggravating experience it could have been. Thank God. I did learn the lesson I needed to learn. And I'm going to move forward from it because of that. When I look back in my time period, this one year segment of time will be a wasted year. Except for the part where I learned about macros. You know, as I sit here and think about it, it's almost like in the process of learning how to, what it takes to get healthy, and in the process of implementing all of the things you learn, you have to develop this skill that enables you to see when your journey is changing. There are many times in my journey where I can look back over the past four and a half years and see that my journey was changing. I started off with no exercise. For whatever reason, my gut, a little voice in my head, when I was being handed the 50-pound milestone charm, told me that I would not get the next 50 without introducing exercise into my life. And with zero hesitation, I came up with a plan to do so. I don't understand what caused me to think this, what made this little voice pop in my head, whatever it was. But a number of times throughout my journey, I've had intuition like this. And yet, this one, I missed for a year. I hit a 150-pound milestone And somewhere along the line, I missed that my journey was changing and things needed to change. I firmly believe that I missed this solely because I took my eyes off of what's important. I got comfortable in the success I created. And that comfort gave me confidence to walk around as someone who has been successful, created success in what I'm trying to do here. Almost a year goes by, and I finally realize, wait a minute. I'm not getting anywhere here. It's time to make a change. And recognizing when the work is starting to get harder or it's changing is an essential skill that we need to develop or we're going to waste a bunch of time. Can you see how easy it is to lose sight of your work 
We work so hard every day that we open our eyes, every day that we get up off the bed. We work so hard at this. And then some random circumstances in our life come and we take our eyes off of what's important. And often we're taking our eyes off of the only one thing that we can control. If anything, it should be seen as a test of what we really want in life. Whenever circumstances come, if we can manage to keep our eye on the prize and see that's what I really want, that there, that mark in the distance, I can still see it, I'm still heading toward it. It's like when the three wise men, when they saw the star in Bethlehem and they just kept following it and following it and following it. We don't know how far it is, but we're going to follow that star until we get where we're going. But then did the three wise men stop because they saw some, I don't know, cake or a party or whatever it was and, and lose sight of the star? No, they just kept going. They did what they needed to do to keep going to get to their final destination. And knowing how easy it could be to veer off task, it, it just makes it so much more important to keep our eye on the goal, keep our eye on the prize. Always know the most important thing is you. The most important thing is me. The most important thing is our health, our life, our longevity. Everything we work for is only for that. And the small little pleasure right now to have things that are gonna throw it off course, it's just not worth it. All of the things we work for, we work so hard and we throw them away so easily because of gratitude, something we see that's so important to us in a moment, a moment's notice that we see something and we look at it and we think it's so important to have that one thing or we missing out. Forget what you're missing out on and keep your eye on the star because that star is you. It's the version of you you've always dreamt to be. Never take your eyes off of it. Just keep going. I love each and every one of you. God bless you all.